Did you know that the Pop Culture Preservation Society is on Patreon? Patreon allows you to support our work by becoming dues-paying members of our society. We are an independent, women-run endeavor with a commitment to delivering the highest quality listening experience to our community. And so we've taught ourselves how to record, edit, and produce a podcast in midlife, a time when most of us are asking our kids how to regram a TikTok so that we can deliver episodes that truly speak to you. Support from PCPS patrons means that we can devote more of our time and resources to the content, sources, equipment, software, hosting, and research that you've come to depend on without worrying about how to pay the bills. So thank you. We appreciate you from the bottom of our bell-bottomed hearts. Hi, this is Greg Evigan, and you are listening to the Pop Culture Preservation Society. Hello world, there's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. A whole lot of loving is what we'll be bringing. We'll make you happy. Welcome to the Pop Culture Preservation Society, the podcast for people born in the big wheel generation whose name, phone number, and home address were made public in a doxing scandal called the white pages of your local phone book. We believe our Gen X childhoods gave us unforgettable songs, stories, characters, and images. And if we don't talk about them, they'll disappear, like Marshall, Will, and Holly on a routine expedition. And today, we'll be talking to some of the stars of our favorite TV shows in the run-up to the fan event of our Gen X dreams. It's a teen idol dinner party. And guess what? You're invited. I'm Carolyn. I'm Kristen. And I'm Michelle. And we are your pop culture preservationists. Hello world, there's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. A whole lot of loving is what we'll be bringing. We'll make you happy. So you know that party game where someone asks you if you could invite three people, any people, living or dead, to your house for a dinner party, who would you choose? Well, the PCPS has been living that game in real life ever since Carolyn saw a post in her Instagram feed about a fan event featuring everyone's OG girl crush, Christy McNichol. Oh, that is right. As everybody knows, Christy McNichol is our girl crush. We love her. Yes. And she's always been on our bucket list as somebody we wanted to meet and talk to for this podcast. But so far, our attempts haven't been successful. So when I saw that Christy was going to be featured at this dinner party event, I thought, you guys, this is probably the only way we're ever going to get to meet her. So as I researched this event, it was clear that this wasn't just go up, say hi, take a picture, and move on. Right, right. This was not an ordinary meet and greet. It's an actual dinner party. And it's featuring some <laughs> of the people who helped create our childhoods. We could actually sit down to dinner with not just Christy McNichol, but also Christopher Atkins from the Blue Lagoon, Greg Evigan from BJ and the Bear, Wesley Ure, who played the older brother Will on Land of the Lost, and that alone was enough to make us say yes. Because oh, it yeah. was like reaching into the farthest reaches of our first crush memories. Did you listeners know that Will on Land of the Lost was the very first crush for millions of Gen Xers? Maybe that was you. Who knows? And duh, because Saturday morning is such a natural place to find your first crush, isn't it? He was like their Saturday morning Croft Super Show live action cartoon crush. 
And although I always go straight to Sean Cassidy and Andy Gibb for the definition of teen idol, the truth is that Greg Evigan from BJ and the Bear was in Tiger Beat constantly. I found like 16 pinup posters from Tiger Beat in the most cursory of Google searches. And that was just Tiger Beat. You know, the little things Mm -hmm. in the middle of the magazine that you tear out and you put on your wall. That was just Tiger Beat. So who knows how many other magazines he was in. People loved him, like loved him, loved him. And probably some of the moms loved him too, I'm guessing. And I don't think we even need to explain Christopher Atkins' status as a teen idol because he was like a puberty magnet. He provided the first penis viewing for millions of young people who were on the verge of caring about penises, basically. Oh, Can you imagine right. having knew- that as your thing? Can okay. you just imagine being having that be part of your resume? Like, my penis was the first that many Gen Xers ever saw. Yep. And that's quite mm-hmm. the... Quite the He's responsible for a lot. I mean, who knew penises could float and bob around like that, right? Um, but then... <laughs> but that's how we found out. Exactly. Right. They float. Uh, but then after the three of us registered for the event, we got word that one more very important person was going to be added to this guest list. And, and who might that have been, um, Carolyn? As if we needed any more confirmation that we should be attending this event, we learn that my celebrity crush, the guy that hung over my bed in middle school, my then future husband, James Vincent McNichol, <laughs> yes, Christie's brother Jimmy would be a guest. You can only imagine, listeners, my reaction to that news. This deserved, like, immediate phone calls, texts to Kristen and Michelle. What I've realized, you guys, is I will be the first of the three of us to actually physically interact with my celebrity crush. We know it's going to happen for Kristen and Michelle one day, but I am going to be the first to experience that superman load moment, and I cannot wait. As a courtesy to us... Night of Dreams arranged for us to record interviews with some of them via Zoom. So it was like actually sitting down and talking with these people face to face. It was so freaky. These people that we've known for 45 years, but they of course don't know us. We're like, how come you don't recognize me, (laughs) BJ and the Bear? (laughs) Even if you never watched Land of the Lost, even if you never saw BJ and the Bear, or somehow you missed the puberty tsunami that was Blue Lagoon, (laughs) after hearing what they have to say today, you might feel a little lightness in your heart and decide that you need more good people in your life. These guys are the real deal. So today we're going to bring you those interviews with Greg Evigan, Christopher Atkins, Wes Lear from Land of the Lost. Okay, so this is going to bring us um, to our first celebrity interview. And um, Greg Evigan was the 26-year-old star of BJ and the Bear, which aired on NBC from 1979 to 1981. Um, If you remember, he played Billy Joe B.J. McKay, a professional freelance um, itinerant trucker. (laughs) That sounds so formal. (laughs) Itinerant trucker who traveled the country's highways. Or dirty. Who traveled the country's highways with his pet chimpanzee bear, as one does in the late 70s. As one did in the late 70s, I guess. You've got your CB radio and your Mm -hmm. pet chimpanzee. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But then from 1987 to 1990, he starred as Joey Harris on a show I loved, My Two Dads. Um, If you all remember, he played the hot dad to Paul Reiser's funnier, more serious dad. But today, Greg's a musician, songwriter, and music producer who used the pandemic to build a recording studio in his house. And by the way, you guys, 
He's 69 years old, and he is still very easy on the eyes. Yes, he is. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That was a lovely little surprise. Yep. One of my favorite parts of this interview was sharing a text we got from a friend when we told him we'd be interviewing Greg Evigan. So Michelle initially contacted this guy and said, do you remember Greg Evigan? And within seconds, people, seconds, two seconds, three (laughs) seconds, he texts back a My Two Dads era photo of Greg Evigan, shirtless and sexy as all hell, with the response, no, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) That was my favorite part of the interview. No, no, there were so many good parts, but there really are. But that's a a good one. Yeah. Uh, So, listeners, we're so sorry this isn't in video form. Uh, But nevertheless, please enjoy our chat with Greg Evigan about everything from truck driving to Bear's appearance at his wedding. You guys are going to die. And by the way, I may or may not still be blushing. extremely excited to talk to you because this this event that we're going to in March, this Teen Idol dinner party, is yeah. going to be like our whole childhood in a room. It's That's just great. so exciting. That's and great. I'm when I heard that we were going to be talking to you, I was like, oh, God, I want to track down like all of my neighborhood friends, all of the people <laughs> who I've watched BJ and the Bear with, because we like to call it BJ and the Boobs, which made oh. us feel so <laughs> grown up yeah. and clever. Oh, Why did you get so that funny. out of it? I, I don't know where that came from. I have no idea. Yeah. There, there were never any beautiful women say, in that show. I was be like, bum, bum. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Yeah. I just remember well, the first year wasn't quite like, quite like that. I'll tell you, it's a funny story, kind of. You know, Judy Landers, being that you brought up. Oh, yes. You know, so, so, uh, so Judy and the boobs. Yeah, yeah. So I was doing Battle of the Network Stars, and I was walking by, and I saw, you know, Judy. It was mom was curling her hair a bit, you know, like she was doing a little getting her ready for, and uh, oh, and I said, oh, isn't that cute, you know? And uh, and all of a sudden, she sees me, caught my eye. She jumps up and runs up. It runs out to me and says, hi, I'm Judy. I'm going to be one of your truckers. What? And I said, what? <laughs> she says, yeah, yeah, I just got hired. I'm one of the seven lady truckers. And I went, all right, nice to meet you. I'll see you in a minute. I went right to the phone. Oh I went right to the phone. I called one of the producers. He wants seven lady truckers on the show, and that's it. And I, I realized at that point, that's it. Our show is going on. I don't know where it's going, but it's going it a whole different way. It took yeah. a hard, it took a hard turn back there on highway, you know, whatever. Sure you think did. a monkey yeah. would be enough? Was, yeah. What about the monkey? Like, monkey? Why do you need more than a monkey? It seems yeah. like you don't need the boobs if you have the monkey. It should have been yeah, BJ the and the seven monkeys. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, we have to talk in just a little oh bit. We're gonna um, we're gonna circle back to Battle of the Network Stars. I have to tell you though, really quickly, um, when we told our we friend Shane. To. We told her, oh, we love it. When we told our friend Shane, um, who became our friend just by being a listener of our podcast, he's great. He lives in, um, he lives in Northern California um, with his husband. And we told him, um, I was texting him and I said, um, you know, Greg Evigan, we're going to be chatting with him. Um, you remember Greg Evigan, right? And within, you know, we're texting. I promise you within three seconds, this picture came back. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> He says, no, not at all. To which I reply, <laughs> wow, Shane, that was fast. Almost like you have it saved and at the ready. <laughs> and then I at asked least I wasn't him, in a Speedo. Uh, right. uh, you know. 
There's one of those out there too. If you want to give Shane just a shout out right, right now, he would love it. <laughs> hey, Shane, thank you. And I'm always there for you. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that's so great. That is so great. So great. Oh my I gosh. love how he's like, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no. shirtless pic. But yeah. literally that no, picture must have been like at the top of those photos. About. Yeah. Well, you just mentioned that there were some Speedo shots of you, perhaps, um, and we uh, did an episode did I on that. Really? Oh, okay. I know. No, well, I don't when think you so. Were on Battle oh, Shane of the started it. Shane started it. Okay. <laughs> right, it's um, Shane's fault. When you were on Battle of the Network Stars, people noticed. And so recently we went, or I guess, I don't know, a few months ago, a year ago, during the podcast, we had an episode devoted to Battle of the Network Stars because we loved it. Oh, God, and Michelle so gave us some really interesting information that we wanted to share with you. So oh, this boy, was Michelle. during uh, yeah, our Michelle. Michelle. going to be good, Michelle? What, what? Uh, go here ahead. you go. But you guys watching it now? Holy shit. Hello, Greg Evigan. Where have you been my whole life? <laughs> So let's just say, so let's sorry, just say that Michelle, when I watched Battle spot. of the Network Stars when I was of that age, I was watching, you know, the Scott Bayos and the Willie Ames and whatever. But watching it as an adult, it hit differently, right? <laughs> Ladies, we just say yes. that. Oh yeah, so this is adult Michelle saying this was this. Like, adult yes. watching <laughs> Battle of the Network Stars, and you're like, hmm. Michelle's voice started lower before? when we started this program here. <laughs> Exactly. I do think she is getting a little blushy. A little pink. Okay, let's move on. Moving on. Okay. Okay. Michelle says we need to move on. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. All right, Kristen, you're up. Oh, am I? I think. No, I don't think we are. Oh, Oh, gosh. I'm sorry. (laughs) We do use an outline, but I think you've thrown us a little bit off. I mean. (laughs) That's good. Kudos it's to you. better that way for all of us. Kudos to you. Okay, so I'm I'm sort of fascinated. You already brought up the whole um, like seven lady truck drivers, and then there's the guy with the monkey who's driving the truck. And at the time, that all seemed perfectly normal. But in retrospect, we're like, what was the deal with our crush on on tractor trailer trucks? Like, why were we? What was the thing about trucks? Did you drive the truck? Did you yeah. actually drive the truck? Really? Every day, Every day I drove that truck. Yeah. Did you have to For three I mean, years, obviously yeah. had to learn how? Did you have to like go to school? I to got drive a crash course. Well, so to speak, crash course. Yeah, yeah really. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I got a real I got a really you know, they, they literally sent me to uh, this place called Wally Thor's Truck Masters in California. <laughs> and I went there and, and they, you know, threw me in the truck and said, He needs a license in two days. So oh my, uh, oh my gosh. It was a little easier to get one then than it is now. Then it was just get in the truck. These are the air brakes. Good luck. Show me the brakes. I just yeah. know where and the brakes are. Chimpanzee crawling all over you <laughs> oh and in the cab while you're driving. That's a little unnerving. He was great. He was great. <laughs> but I think it was coming on the heels though too of the whole country was fascinated with trucks. We were we've already yeah. talked about and um, yeah. I believe well, it was, it was our 1976 episode. Yeah. I mean, we were fascinated with CB radios and convoy, convoy. and everything mm-hmm. was and the about bandit. trucks and truckers. And yeah, yeah, it was like sort of this, that show really sort of capitalized on this fascination the country had at the time, I think. Yeah, well, Glenn Larson was good at that. You know, Glenn Larson yeah. was a master of uh, of taking something that existed and then embellishing on it and making a show, you know. So oh, he was always, I think that like would be. Like finding something in the culture that was spreading and like, let's do All this right. quick. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. he was good at. And, and, and I, I mean, because we already had, uh, what was the one with uh, Clint Eastwood? And, Every Which Way But Loose. Yeah, Every yeah. Which Way But Loose. Yeah. So there was that yeah. and the other convoy, like you mentioned. And um, 
maybe one other, but, uh, but then we came out right at the right time. You know, it was yep. the right, yeah. it was the right thing. But I, I think the fascination with being out on the road and pe- the freedom of the road and, well, my husband has said about those exact words. He said, you know what, Carolyn, I think you and I would be good to just get behind the wheel of an 18-wheeler and just truck get along. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. I know. Can you going to get a monkey? <laughs> yeah, you get a I, Maybe I'd tell him to get a monkey instead of me sitting next right. to him. But. I'll get you a monkey. And- yeah. I yeah. can't do that. Go with the dog or, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe right. a ferret. A ferret. Right. Oh, gosh. Well, um, Greg, we talked, obviously, about some of the stuff that we remember you from when we were younger, the TV shows, that kind of thing. But we want to know what you're doing now. How do you spend your days in 2023? Well, I built this room by myself. Okay. I'm so impressed. uh, uh, I did it during COVID. I always wanted to just do music anyway. But I loved loved, the projects I was involved in all through the years. But... um, I just took took uh, the time to just kind of get it together, figure out what I want to do, and I've come up to I want to just concentrate heavily on the music that I that I'm doing and done. Mm-hmm. Great. I got a project I did. It's been a long time coming. I know anybody who's listened to this has heard it before, but I finally finished and mixed this. Uh, I recorded with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, oh, and uh, so it's yeah. eight pieces that I play on the piano, wrote. And then I've got the pop stuff that I'm doing too. So, you know, you have to be lucky enough to get in the room. My son is doing really well at that. He's, I don't know if you looked him up, but just look up Jason oh, Evigan. He's, uh, he's, uh, he one, of the, one of the top producers out there now, you know, so. Is he really? Remember oh, Girls Like You? Girls yes, like, he did Girls yes. Like You and what? Oh Lovers Do. And he's got a bunch oh, of hits. Wow. Heart Attack with Demi Lovato. He's got a. We got a I list that goes that on. And on That's on. fantastic. Yeah. That's amazing. I yeah. love though that him. He's a writer producer. Yeah. I love producer. this that though you are kind of coming full circle and we've kind of this is what's happened to us in our 50s by starting this podcast and kind of just going back to what we really love to do and what we want to do. You finally kind of are like I'm going to build the studio, I'm going to write the music, I'm going to record the songs and um I love that. And I think that we're all kind of learning that as we get into a different chapter yeah. of our lives, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. what is it that, that brings us the most joy and what is it that we really want to put the work into? Right, right. It kind of flushed everybody out, you know. Can we find your music someplace? Where can we I was going to tell you, if you it's uh, go to evigan.com. For our listeners, we will have all of these links in our Friday newsletter, our weekly reader, but we'll also make sure and put them in our Instagram stories this week, too. So that's just a clickable link. But make sure you are signed up for our weekly reader that comes straight to your inboxes every Friday morning. She's, she's not oh, talking to you. She's talking to our yeah. listeners. <laughs> so, no, Greg, Greg can, make sure you sign up for our newsletter. You can be on our email list. Greg, Greg can sign right. up for our weekly reader. <laughs> Let me ask you a question real quick. When you run in, just because we are so excited to meet you in real life in March, um, when you run into fans today, do you have a favorite fan story? Do you have a crazy fan story for us? Do you have a, or do you have a fan don't? Like, what should we not do when <laughs> we meet you in person? I would say that I think every celebrity or anybody, anybody, any person that had any kind of success doesn't appreciate someone glomming on to the point right. where you where they don't know when to leave, you know, oh, you know yeah. that kind of thing, you know, but I, but I completely, I, I understand how it, how, how, how it is with somebody's, they feel like I, you were in my living room for your, for right, my right, whole right. life, you know, right, right. so they I feel like they know taking you notes. Right. I know, right? <laughs> Michelle's <laughs> writing down, do not glom no, do on, not glom. on March 12th. <laughs> don't glom in for you. Don't touch. Do not touch. <laughs> but no, I'm I, around I, Greg's ankle. Yeah. <laughs> I just find that most people are really great when you meet them. I mean, I, 
and I appreciate it. You know, I, I love it. I, I think it's, uh, I always take the time, you know, with, with someone. And um, because, let's face it, that's who's, those are the people that care about what you've done. And if they did, that's great. So they must relate to you. There must be a connection there. So that's the way I look at it. And that must feel good. Yeah. And I know for us, something that we've learned doing this podcast and when we ask our listeners, um, you know, when we're telling them we're going to interview a celebrity or we're talking about a TV show, some people really share some meaningful moments, like what these TV shows meant at that point in their lives. Like this was a way I could escape, you know the fighting that was happening in another room right. or, you know, or I, I was watched going it through. with my dad or, right. yeah. or exactly, or anything like that. And so we've learned that this, some of these TV shows and celebrities really hold a special place in people's hearts for what was happening around that time that they were watching. Yeah. Yeah. And, I got that from my two dads a lot. Like uh, there was a, mm-hmm. there were, uh, you know, kids that didn't have, they had broken families or from broken mm-hmm. families and they, they used to look to our show for the, the advice that, that we always gave at the end, there's always a moral to the story and they always made sure we punched it out in the, on that, on the last part of the show. And I got that a lot from people. The funny, the funny one, one of the funny ones that stands out is I was traveling with my son. We were going up North, uh, and we're, we're, uh, this is when he was younger. We were, we were camping out along the way. It was getting dark. So we had to quickly get our campsite. I'm driving into the, to the, uh, up to the gate of this, uh, little park. And this big guy steps out of the booth, bad John, and he walks up to me like he's going to kill me, like he's just walking out. And we're, we're looking at him, my son and I, we're looking at him, like, what do we do? You know? And he comes up and he goes, I drove a truck for 20 years because of you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I said, and then, he, of course, he smiled and laughed. I said, I said, that's great. <laughs> Isn't it great? <laughs> I've gotten that a few times. I bet. I bet you got people that watched it, boys, girls, whatever, who watched it when they were, you know, of an impressionable age and like, I'm going to do that when I'm out of school. Seriously. By the way, there was no hot tubs. (laughs) There was no hot tubs out there. (laughs) Well, we want to have a little fun with you right now. Um, We're going to be basing the rest of our interview on another interview that you did in 1980. Uh-oh. For Dynamite Magazine. <laughs> okay, I've seen that cover before. I know you told me that this was gonna, but I have no oh, idea yeah. what you're up to. All right, yep. because when I was in my BJ and the Bear phase, this was hard news, right? Okay. This is where you get the news. So, um, I know this sounds provocative, but mm. I swear it comes directly from the interview. Can you tell us about your royal plums? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. Well, what do you want to know? <laughs> oh, we could say so much, but we're not going to go there. Know how we are going to be professional. Is that you in know how many members? Do you know how many how members, members I have? How large? How many plums? Was... How many plums? Wait, is that in the Dynamite interview? Yes, it's in the Dynamite. He'll tell us what it is. Well, before we lost a few, there was four. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, so tell us a little bit yeah. more about the Royal Plums. Yeah. That was the first band I ever had, right there. First band wow. was the Royal Plums. Yeah. And how old you can were go you? on and on with the plums, you know? Yeah, I know. 
<laughs> That's the whole interview well. with your, your plums. The plums don't quit. I have no idea where we got that name from, the Royal Plums, but that's what we did. That's what we called ourselves. Yeah, that was the first band I ever had. Then how old were you? Yeah. I think I was in seventh grade, whatever that is. Ah, that's awesome. Adorable. Yeah, we weren't very good, but we could finish a song. We had about about five songs, yeah. That's pretty good for seventh grade. (laughs) Yeah, I I remember we played at some boat club one time, and they passed around the tambourine, you know. And then once we got the money, we all sat down and counted it right on the stage in yeah. front of everybody. You know? oh, yeah. oh, man. That's great. That. Those are great memories. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then there was a portion of the interview titled Dynamite Talks with the Bear. Sort of. Okay. <laughs> and here's what it says. This is directly from Dynamite Magazine. <clears throat> it says, Since Sam the Chimpanzee, who plays Bear in BJ and the Bear, finds it hard to speak for himself, we asked Greg to tell us a little bit about his co-star and trucking buddy. (laughs) Okay, first I have to know, did you get sick of questions about the monkey? Oh, my God. I was going to put a jar. (laughs) If you ask the question, what was it like to drive the truck and what was it like working with the bear, you got to put money in the jar. (laughs) Right, right. That's the most asked question, those two questions. Did you really drive the truck? And uh, yeah. how long did you keep? Did, did you keep in? How long did you keep in touch with there <laughs> after? Uh, oh yes, after we, the show. if we had cell phones, we would have used it. But we, we still didn't. send Christmas oh, cards God. each year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. now he okay, came so, to my wedding. He came to my wedding. Wait, stop it! Yeah. Is You're that kidding for me. Real? It's true. I, I wanted him to be the ring bearer, but my wife was like, "We'll never get the ring back. Forget." It, <laughs> it takes <laughs> off. There's the cold <laughs> open right there to this episode. Right, Holy right. cow. All I need there to know. That's I just learned that's everything it. I needed to know. That's, that's it. I'm done. I've got all I'm, the information. I'm not going to ask these dynamite questions because that's the best thing right there we could ever find out. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Except they did seem, somebody was really concerned about your safety because they did want to know, do chimpanzees get vicious when they get older? And it's Ooh. like somebody's mom was like, he should not be yeah. working with that monkey. That's not safe. <laughs> They can, they can, they can get vicious, but then, you know, I never felt, I never thought he was, you know, old enough to be vicious. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He wasn't really, he was, he was young when we started. So he wasn't a teenager yet. You know what I mean? Once they get to little (laughs) old teenagers, come on, you know, (laughs) but they want the car, you know, it's, 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 but he was, uh, He's going to want to get the truck. Yeah. But he did bite me a couple of times. So he. Oh, he did? Yeah. But mostly because it was, it was, he doesn't like to work after six, six (laughs) o'clock. It was kind of, yeah. So he literally, literally, he he didn't. And uh, as soon as the sun goes down, the chimp goes down. Yeah. So he's not kidding. No. I feel like he's I've been funny. laughing he's this funny. whole time. But like he you're loved gonna have to me. Edit me out, Karen, because I'm just me, laughing. He just jump on me, and you know. Oh, me. I love you him. Know, he, he was a good. Yeah, yeah. And he came to the wedding because uh, the trainer was invited. Obviously, Marvin, yeah. the trainer, and uh, and so he was. Uh, he was all. He came in his tuxedo, and I hadn't seen him for. I hadn't seen him for maybe four months because we were on hiatus, and uh, and and when he saw me, he just took off. That Stop it! Me. He gave me a big hug, and then he and then he. You know, like when kids saw when they like when they're right. Like, oh, now, he did one of those with me. He was like, you know. Oh, I, stop! I mean, this is not what I expected. You know, it's, it's funny though. It's like you. It's your wedding, and you're like, well, here he is once again stealing the show. Like everybody, yeah, yeah. I'm the groom. Here's the bride. You gonna marry the girl too? <laughs> no, I didn't care. He could have taken the show as far as oh, I love. That's him. great. Yeah, that's so great. He's a funny is guy. Amazing. 
amazing. Yeah. Now, I, I have to ask this question, although I know, I know. the answer. I know. I don't mean, ask it. Don't ask it. Please don't, because we don't want to know. No, no. Where live? Don't. I'll tell you where he is if you want to know. Okay, I'm going to do the okay. little monkey thing like this right now. I know. <laughs> He's retired. Okay. okay. Oh, I, yes. Okay, okay. He's got okay. his own trucking company in Palm Springs. Oh, I love so, it. Good for him. Doing great. Yeah. Good <laughs> job, Bear. He's doing great. He learned. <laughs> he learned so from cool. the best. That's right. Oh, he does. <laughs> that is so oh. great. Oh, I love oh my it. God. You have been so much fun. Boom. Thank you. You're the best, man. And great. we look forward to, um, we're going to see you in March. I know. Good. Okay. Well, no that's glomming. great. No glomming. Michelle. No glomming. Okay. Michelle. 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 We won't back play. <laughs> Michelle is going to be, Michelle is going to have to be on her best behavior that whole night because yeah. I would glom with every single person that's there. <laughs> it's going to be Christy, a good night Jimmy, for you, Jimmy, Yeah, it's going to be, well, for all we of us. We can glom. We can glom. It's all right. You know, we just have to, we are, we're going to be mature, Greg, about this whole <laughs> thing. We're going to, you guys are just people too. Mm, we're just right. people too. We're that's just, right. you know, we're all that's just right. people now. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the people out there in the world, just you know, being people. Yeah. You yeah, know, I'm people. Who need people? <laughs> people. The luckiest, luckiest, really. Luckiest. Just the luckiest. Yeah. luckiest. That's for sure. I know, but I do have still. Ha I do want to. Um, if I get a chance to talk to you in real life, I do have some. Um, Battle of the Network Stars questions that have nothing to do with what you were wearing. I loved that show, so I always want to know, like, what were your favorite events? Who was your biggest competitor? All that kind of stuff. So okay, maybe yeah, yeah. we'll get a chance to chat that on March 12th. All right, good. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, right. we'll see you there for sure. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you so, so oh much for your time. We so right. appreciate it. I enjoy it. You guys are you're great. You guys oh, sing by any chance? Thank you. Oh, we try. <laughs> yes, we do. You, do we <laughs> Should sing? Should we tell them? <laughs> we try. We're in. Oh, man. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank we'll you. see you, um, yeah, in a couple months. And yeah. On March 12th. Yeah. Great. Great. You can count on me. No matter what you do, you can count on me. No matter where you go. Okay, so first of all, lovely human being, isn't he? <laughs> oh, God. But then I, I have to get something off my chest. I just have to share my remorse with all of you about calling Sam a monkey repeatedly over and over again. I know he's a chimpanzee. I know, and you can tell that this chimpanzee was no joke to Greg Evigan. Yeah. Like, he was a very important part of Greg Evigan's life. I don't know what I was doing. I just kept calling yeah. him a monkey. You're, no, you were like, like the I think monkey. that's a funnier word or I'm something. Sure you're not the the monkey. The monkey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a I almost said he's a person. No, he's not well, a person. But, but he but he's those stories he told, it makes it seem like he was. And I just love that they actually had a very human relationship, which is sort of why sorry, Carolyn. The listeners know Carolyn doesn't like, you know, um, monkeys primates, you know. I love them, and especially animals acting as humans. That's but also what especially chimpanzees like. because I love the relationship. How they're almost like an actual human being, and I love Greg's relationship with Sam. <laughs> so Carolyn's well, like itching. About, Carolyn's got I, like itching powder yeah, in her is. sweatshirt. She right still now. doesn't like it. <laughs> I was almost going to say the monkey in the tux. No, the chim we just need to talk about the chimpanzee in the tux at Greg's wedding and how, I mean, you guys, I got teary. I know. How I, he the, ran the to him. Chim, like sobbing. He oh. ran to him and sobbed in his arms like, Daddy, Daddy. I missed you. And it had only been a few months. Oh. Oh, so oh my sweet. God, that broke my heart. So sweet. I'm I think so it even got Carolyn. Even I, Carolyn, who Carolyn doesn't like animals to acting like humans. Yes. Well. Kind of, I guess. I mean, <sighs> any little thing running towards them. <laughs> I'm yeah. so happy to see them. A but, parental you know, if a figure. If puppy did that, I, but I was seeing, 
Yeah, the chimp as an animal doing that, not like an animal slash human doing that. Be like okay, if a good. puppy went running up and started licking right. your face. Kind of. Thing. I was just so relieved to learn though that he's retired, um, Sam slash bear the chimp oh, is just yes. retired and, and, and working in palm best, springs living yes. his best life oh, phew. I love it i know yeah mm-hmm. totally. i feel so much better now <laughs> and i you guys one of the things that struck me um was just what a family man greg evigan is do you guys know that he has been married to his wife pamela since 1979 I just, that to what? me is amazing. I, I love know. that. Oh, and I wish we could have asked him about that. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amazing. So his children, they have. Um, She's gorgeous, by the way. And their children are successes in their own right. We learned that Greg's son is a super successful music producer for the likes of Demi Lovato. And that just blew my mind that this 70s heartthrob is also this great husband and father, proud yeah. father, really. He yeah. really um, mm-hmm. loved sharing that stuff with us. That was just so satisfying to me. It just made him even more real. Like, I could totally relate to him on a different level. Totally agree. And um, listeners, um, all of, I think we uh, said it in the interview, but um, Greg's website and that kind of information will all be included in the show notes and in this week's Weekly Reader. Rolling down to Dallas, my wounds provide my palace. Off to New Orleans, or who knows where. Places new and latest too. Most people know Wesley from his run on Land of the Lost from 1974 through 1977, but others might know him from his starring role as Mike Horton, a member of Days of Our Lives' own royal family, the Hortons. Those who are Days fans, if you know, you know, the Hortons are (laughs) royalty. He played Mike Horton from 1974 to 1981. So there was a little overlap with Land of the Lost Mm -hmm. and um, Days of Our Lives. Our interview with Wesley was so much fun and just so interesting that we decided that now was the right time to do an entire episode on Land of the Lost. And you guys, that will be coming your way next week. Yay. We'll uh, give you some highlights of our conversation with Wesley today, but you can hear our entire conversation next week when we go over the waterfall with Wesley slash Will and get such great scoop on everyone's Saturday morning fantasy, Land of the Lost. You guys, he even sings the theme song for us, which was just a huge moment for all of us. Yeah, we couldn't believe it. And in the beginning of our discussion here, you'll hear him talk about when quote-unquote, the teen idols come over. He was part of this very exclusive club of teen idols. Like, <laughs> oh, legit, no. like David Cassidy, like the biggest. I mean, it's so funny. It's just so surreal how he just drops that when the yeah. teen idols come over. Um, you know, they would just pop over for a swim. When, And I just think, what would what would it be like if you knocked on his door when the teen idols were over? Like, we just <laughs> oh go into it. I don't know. It's so bizarre. Well, he I know. would have invited us right in. That's how nice he was. He would have said, yeah. you know, oh, my gosh. we're having a party out back. The Teen Idols are here. Yeah, the Teen Idols are here. Go join them. And I guess, great. And he mentions Greg Evigan as being Mm -hmm. a part of that group Uh of the Teen Idols. So he talks about him being part of that club, and he mentions him coming over for a swim with the Teen Idols. Uh I don't know. It's just so funny. So here's a taste of our interview with Wesley Ure from Land of the Lost. Marshall, Will, and Holly on the routine expedition met the greatest earthquake ever known. So I met Greg years ago because the Teen Idols used to all hang out together back in the day. It was a small community of people. So Greg came over to my house 
And uh, he said, listen, I'll teach you to play the piano if you'll teach me to act. Uh, needless to say, I don't play the piano <laughs> still. So <laughs> doesn't say and too much about okay my for acting himself. skill. Yeah. He did okay for himself. The the bargain. <laughs> listen, he's amazing. And, you know, what a talented guy. I mean, really, just all so around. So nice. Multi-talented. Yeah. What a he was so, so nice. Um, I also just love that that you just said. The teen idols all used to hang out together. I'm, like, imagining this, like, exclusive club that you have to, like, have a secret knock or a secret handshake. Right. It's like, <laughs> you know, to get into the teen idol club, you have to have been in Tiger Beat X amount of times. You have to have, there's this, like, benchmark you have to have met to, um, to well, get back, into the Well, back in the day, club. law for publications had, like, a Tiger Beat, and I think there was a Sixteen Magazine, and there would be these events and even Rhoda Barrett had a magazine. And so we, we oh, would yeah. get to know each other. And I remember I rented a house in Beverly Hills because I was making money for the first time. And I remember one day, uh, Sean, uh, Sean Cassidy comes over. This is before Sean had a TV show and Lake Garrett. And they came over to swim at my house. And I've got a oh, picture somewhere gosh. of Sean sitting in one of my big chairs. But, and, this, and this is way before Sean was famous. And, of course, now he's a, he's yeah. a wonderful director and, and he's, you know, he's amazing. Writer and, yeah. This is the information yes. we're here for, Wesley. This is the type of tidbits yeah. we love. So just the more of the, that you have, this is fantastic. We love it. Can I just tell you, Chris Atkins is one of the nicest guys oh. Both Greg Evergood and Chris are amazing. I, I had not really spent any time with Chris until we did a show together in Connecticut uh, about a year and a half ago. And, the, you know, I was a huge fan of his. And we had more fun. The two of us, I don't know what happened, but it clicked. And we, did, we, were, we were like little school kids. And I, I, it was one of the greatest weekends. And, and Kathy, who played Holly, goes, oh, you're going over to Chris's table again, aren't you? <laughs> I'm, yes, I am. Okay. I'm, this is good to know. We all had a crush on Chris Atkins. Let's just say. He was amazing. And then, of course, Greg Evergon, who was just, you know, a, a, a extraordinarily talented and a great musician. So, well, hey, this, this is great is to know for us for March because you're all this three going to be yeah. there. And so are we. So, you know. We're going to get to well, uh, witness already, this friendship uh, in real life. Michelle, I'm imagining this just flashed flash through my head. We have the event. It's all fun. And then we say, hey, who wants to go out and have some tacos after or whatever? And oh, then me, Chris and Greg and Wesley and the three of us, we all go and, you know, have some tacos and enjoy you, some you know time what? together as pals. You know, one, one of the things about the shows that we do and things like that uh, is – I get to meet my heroes. You know, it's not just sort of standing behind the table and being from Dragon Tales or Land of the Lost or, or Days of Our Lives or whatever. But I get to sit next to Lou Gossett Jr., uh, you know, uh, I, I, Charo, I, Lou Ferrigno, all these different people that, that I grew up. And I'm like sitting there and going, I can't believe that I am sitting next to this person who I've watched my entire life because I'm a fan too. And, 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 and when I'm going to a show, I look at the guest list and go, oh my gosh, this person, I get to meet this person. You know, it's, it, 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 you know, it's, it's amazing. So, uh, so there's the two sides to these shows, you know, and one of the fun, like with Chris and, and, and being able to spend time. And again, these guys were just, are so much fun to be with. But I do want to ask, you know, we're so excited to meet you in person on March 12th. We will be there with bells on. And do, um, are you bringing the raft? Probably not, right? To the March 12th event, do you think? Because it's not, it's a different type I'm of coming event. From, I'm actually coming from my house. I'm coming from my house in Mexico. I live in Mexico six months out of the year in Puerto Vallarta. Oh. 
And uh, so I'll yeah. be just flying in for the day uh, to L.A. And then so, back. So, so it's, yeah, I, I'm not bringing the raft this time. You wouldn't object then if we brought our own raft, I'm hearing, is what I'm hearing, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh, no. Oh, my go, girl, go for it. Are you crazy? Oh, bring it. We'll blow it up and we'll get in. Absolutely. Oh, we're so excited to chat with you and with your friends, Chris and Greg. We're excited to chat with them and Jimmy and Christy. Okay, Honestly, listeners, you have got to come back next week and hear the entire conversation because we don't want to say anything else right now because we don't want to spoil next week's fun. Um, But trust us, he is awesome. He's played, let's just say, a bigger role in our lives than we might realize. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And last but not least, what can we say about our conversation with Christopher Atkins? Not only did he charm us with talk of his love for his grandchildren, because yes, the kid from Blue Lagoon is actually a grandpa, you guys. What does that say about us? But he also opened our eyes to the legacy of Blue Lagoon, and I dare say he may have changed our minds about a few things. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I really feel like Christopher provided me with a fresh pair of perspectacles. And I'm stealing oh, that term wow. from Glennon Doyle. Okay. Well, I wish I'd come up with that, but um, the wonderful writer Glennon Doyle did. Just, as you said, Kristen, opened our eyes and just, I saw Blue Lagoon from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And yes. I really um, appreciated that about him. But I think an adult 2023 viewing of Blue Lagoon is far more shocking than it was for us in 1980. Mm-hmm. Let's just let's just start there. So we're also going to spin this interview into a whole nother episode for you guys. So you don't have to miss a word he said. I think we will have a few more things we want to say about Blue Lagoon. So you can catch that Christopher Atkins entire interview later this month. In the meantime, though, enjoy this snippet of our time with Christopher Atkins. Well, Kristen, before you start anymore, Christopher, I'm going to ask you a quick favor. It seems like that your mic, which is on your, um, you know, headphone thing, is like sometimes it's rubbing against your shirt, so we get like a little staticky sound. Yeah, like that. Uh, so maybe should I yeah. just take the shirt off? Yeah. Uh, you could do. That. You know that's where I was leading. I mean, I'm not wearing any pants, so I guess it doesn't matter. (laughs) Anyway, if you're just (laughs) feel high five, high five, high five. So we we have the opportunity to talk to you today because you will be one of the guests at the Night of Dreams Teen Idol Dinner Party. This is an event that we're also going to on um, March 12th at the Nixon Library in Yorba Linda, California. If I understand correctly, your table sold out immediately mm-hmm. like boom i have no idea but that that sounds very exciting yeah <laughs> i think i think your table is sold out but the listeners out there you can just because you don't have a seat at his table doesn't mean that you mm. can't come to the event and chit chat with christopher atkins um so we've never been to an event like this we've never done any of the nostalgia cons or anything like that we're newbies to this to this um realm do you have any advice for us yeah, like is it have fun. appropriate have or in, fun. appropriate or inappropriate for me to wear a loincloth? Um, no, you can wear you can I would love that. You can wear whatever you want. Can I go top? Yeah, it's like my I, turn. Can I tape my I just tape my hair down over my nipples? Yes, <laughs> exactly. They're your buppies, Kristen. They're your my buppies. buppies. Yeah, the you're buppies, tape my hair yeah. on my buppies. Yeah. 
Oh, Absolutely. Well, I think the events are great, and they, they let fans actually have some time with with celebrities that influenced their lives or they were part of their lives. And, and it's nice for us because we get a chance to say thank you and see the people that have been such loyal fans and went to see our movies and supported us all these years, and, and it's really important. I think it's a, a lot of fun. And, and the people that do these, for instance, the celebrities that do these, do these because they enjoy people. There are some celebrities that I have met that I can tell you that would never do this because they just don't want to deal with people. They don't want to talk to them. They don't want to, you know, and that's unfortunate. But I think if you're going to be a celebrity, it's part of the game and, and it's, and it's very nice. And I think it's, uh, so the people that are, will be there are people that you can come up to and say anything to. This is something fun I want to share with you. We heard from, right. this is probably about one of those events that you were just talking about. We heard from a woman named Cindy who landed in the pages of 16 magazine, thanks to you. And she said she was standing in a line that wrapped around the block to get a signature from Christopher Atkins. And the day before, she had broken her leg. And she was on crutches. Uh, and she had a, cr a cast from her foot all the way up to her thigh. And your people saw her waiting in the line on her crutches and brought her to the very front of the line. And she got, I don't know if you can see this at all, but she got to be the very first signature said, with you and you signed uh. her cast <laughs> so i had to ask her so that uh. picture is from 16 magazine so i was like did you keep the cast because you don't have that cast on your leg forever she said she did keep the cast in a trash bag for years and years and years until her mom was like this thing stinks you cannot oh keep it oh my gosh <laughs> so bad She's oh like, no, my Mom, gosh. I have to keep it. Oh. mom wasn't having it and made her get rid of the cast in the trash bag oh that was probably traumatic for her yeah but that was probably also before ebay because if ebay would have been around she could have smelled sold <laughs> that smelly imagine? cast for probably you know thousands yeah. and thousands of dollars right i'm imagining that was sort of a common occurrence for you uh lines of people around the block waiting for your signature uh, back then yeah yeah mm -hmm. Now I don't. Nobody recognizes me anymore, which is well. Okay, okay. Can we ask one a question? Reason, yeah, yeah. One reason I mean, is because you have, you have beautiful hair, but it's straight <laughs> hair, and that is your natural hair. That's my natural hair. Whose idea was it for the curly hair? Because it became so iconic, and it's not your yeah. hair. Yeah. No, uh, the director always saw that character as a Greek Adonis, just that oh, you know that curly okay, Greek sure. Adonis look. And so that's why they kept curling my hair and curling. When I was done with that film, sorry about the mic, when I was done with that film, I looked like Albert Einstein. My hair was all broken <laughs> and sticking so straight up. It was awful. Oh. Awful. Because they permed it, constantly yeah. perming it. God, oh, my yeah. gosh. Well, it begs the question, on that island for so many years, you must have obviously had some scissors and a razor because Brooke Shields, Emmeline's hair grows and grows. But, you know, your hair, you never grow a beard. You no, never, your hair is true. never longer. It looks the same when you're a teenager as it does when you're a little boy. I'm still, I'm still waiting for puberty. Oh, is that it? I think you hit it in that movie. No, we, we saw you go through puberty in that movie, Chris Pratt. That's right. In the water, the we saw you go through puberty. Yeah, you yeah. swam along as you went through puberty. <laughs> How long did they make you keep the curly hair? Well, I had to keep, listen, every movie after that, if you look at the pirate movie, they right. wanted me in the curly hair and everything. The only movie was A Night in Heaven where I finally got to break That's out true. of the curly hair. And I kept telling people, the interviews and stuff, I said, I can't wait till one day when they ask me to do a movie to keep my clothes on.
I think it would be irresponsible to watch Blue Lagoon without consulting Christopher Atkins and Brooke Shields first. Yes, of course. At this point, right? It's a requirement. I just think it was so interesting. It's mind-boggling to me that what changed it was that I was getting the scoop from Richard on the Blue Lagoon. Christopher Atkins played Richard. Yes. Yeah. 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 So stay tuned in a couple of weeks when we'll have another Blue Lagoon um, episode featuring Christopher Atkins. Mm -hmm. It's going to be good. It's so good. So now we'd like to introduce you to the woman who is bringing this all to us. Carolyn Peterson is the big boss of Night of Dreams. And can we just say, since her name is Carolyn, you know, right off, we're going to, it's going to be amazing and she's going to be pretty amazing. So (laughs) that's right. And her actual job, it's just not creating an event. It's creating and curating an experience. Mm -hmm. So we're going to let Carolyn Peterson tell you all about it. Here she is talking about the Night of Dreams Teen Idol Dinner Party and how she even got this job. Carolyn, thank you so much for being here with us. Welcome to the Pop Culture Preservation Society. Thank you for having me. We would love to tell people about this dream job that you have. I'm not sure if you have a name for the job that you do. Um, I've been calling you a nostalgia broker. Can you sort of describe for people what you do? <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so perfect. Um, I What I do is what the name of the company is, Night of Dreams. I My goal is to make somebody's dream come true, to be kind of like the make-a-wish make a wish for the baby boomer generation and the generations following. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. but it, that is a dream job. My gosh, I just got chills when you're like, you know, make people's dreams come true because, well, for me personally, um, that is definitely something that's going to be happening um, on <laughs> yes, March 12th. On March 12th. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. You're finally going to marry Jimmy McNichol. Exactly. <laughs> After all this time. And your sister will be there to officiate. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so how does one get this job, this dream job that you have, where you reach out to people who um, were the... Uh, the apple of people's eye, people's crushes. You reach out, you try to think of what, who people loved in their childhood and you reach out to them and you try to bring them together with their fans. How does one get this job? How did it come <laughs> Well, I created this job out of thin air, actually, with another friend of mine. Um, back in 2013, we had this, oh, I don't know, half-baked idea to get uh, Paul Glazer and David Soul back together. Uh, From Starsky and Star- Hutch. Yes, Starsky and Hutch. And, you know, they, they did they did a few autograph shows, um, but I thought, what if we could get people to actually spend quality time with them, to ride in the Torino with them, to have oh dinner, to, have, <laughs> to, to share cocktails, to be able to have this private one-on-one time? Could we really do that? And we looked at each other and said, okay, let's give it a shot. So we gave it a shot. It was super successful. So I just kind of went back into my own past. What did I love? What did I watch in the 60s? What did I watch in the 70s? And who were my crushes? And who did I want to meet? So that's how I just started to expand this into um, other fandoms. So tell us about that. Who were the people that you were crushing on? Who were the people that you were in love with? Well, the first were the Beatles. I mean, I was eight years old when they came on Ed Sullivan. So, okay, they just formed, they they shaped the rest of my life. Their music Mm -hmm. and their... Their, their cuteness and their, their everything, you know, the, the Beatlemania, I was totally swept up. So they were on my wall. And then uh, a few years later, the monkeys were on my wall. I'm pretty sure I had people like Bobby Sherman and David Cassidy. Um, but those are the two that I, 
I know that I had every record and uh, every poster and every Tiger Beat magazine that they were on. Carolyn, can we circle back to when you were talking about the first event that you and your friend planned and how you wanted to make this more of an immersive experience? You said, yes. you know, you wanted people to get in the car with, with Starsky and Hutch. And um, I know um, that the event coming up in March, it's it's like a dinner party. How How are your events different than just kind of all the other celebrity cons and events that are out there. And why, why is it important for you, you know, to make them that way? Well, I used to go to these autograph conventions as a fan, mm -hmm. right? And, um, you go to the convention and you, you think it's, well, it's pretty cheap. It's 25 bucks to walk in, 20 bucks to walk in. And I got maybe, Five seconds. You know, you're waiting in line. You're so nervous. You get to shake a hand. They're looking down. They're signing an autograph. You set your time. You get your photo, and you you leave. And it's exciting, but you didn't really get any one-on-one -on -one time. You didn't get to really ask them the questions you wanted to ask them. And I thought, okay, as a as a fan, what would I want? What mm -hmm. what do I want more of? Well, I want more of them. That's what I want. I want to be able to ask them these questions. You leave one of those types of events and you don't really, you, you walk away with all of their signatures, but you yeah. don't really feel like you met them or sometimes more selfishly, they got to meet you and see you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You get to be seen by them. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And hear your stories, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. I Fall that's... in love with you. Take yeah. you home. Yeah. Exactly. And, I, <laughs> and, and I've also... I've also been at these autograph shows on the other side of the table because because of my working relationship with Paul Glazer, he would go to these autograph shows and um, I was his assistant. So I would see that after two days of sitting and signing and, you know, you get a few minutes of a break and then you get and you do the photos, he was completely exhausted, yeah. completely exhausted. So how could I make, how, how can you make, an experience where the celebrities feel like they're literally going to a dinner party, okay, mm -hmm. and getting to relax and enjoy and perhaps even be honored. Oh, definitely. Um, and mm -hmm. at the same time, come as a fan and feel like you're getting that precious one-on-one -on -one time that you can't get anywhere else. Mm -hmm. So I got to have one of my dreams come true because mm. the monkeys were on my wall, you know, and Mickey was my favorite, even though most people like Davey, but you know, I was a Mickey <laughs> fan. And so, you know, fast forward from the little 12 year old girl who was singing along with the records to, to the X year old <laughs> woman <laughs> who gets to create this event with Mickey. And not only do I get to meet him and work with him and have cocktails with him and have fans have dinner with him, but I you get to go on stage and I got to sing Hey, Hey with the Monkeys with Mickey. Oh I mean, my, you oh can't my God. Even, you can't even imagine. You know, and all of a sudden, this older woman is in a in the older woman body, but the twelve year old was yeah. definitely on that stage. We and call that's that being man alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, have, right. we have a word for that at the Pop Culture mm -hmm. Preservation Society. That is called manalode, Carolyn. That oh, is exactly yes. what you experienced being manalode. Well, I do want to chime so. in with um, I know the Christy and Jimmy McNichol album from. Song one, all the way, flip it over to the last song. So if either of them would like to hop on stage, my sister and I have even choreographed dances to those songs. Oh, that would oh be my good. gosh. 
we can we're reenact. making this happen. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Carolyn, they probably don't even remember these songs. Oh, no, no, no. Memorized. In fact, it's they fine if don't. it's just Carolyn and her sister doing it for <laughs> oh, Jimmy and Christy. Oh, please, Carolyn. Please make There better be a lot of cocktails during there cocktail will be. hour. Then. I'll get you whatever you want. I will... I will like I'll throw money at you to be able yes. to do oh this. God, that's so funny. That's well, so that kind of leads to one of my next questions, Carolyn. Is um, sure. at these events, mm-hmm. you know, there probably are some do's and don'ts for those of us who are the fans. <laughs> yeah. um, and have you had any crazy experiences with some of the don'ts, or do you have any advice for us? as we come in as hopefully mature women and not starry-eyed 12-year-olds. Every fan is a little bit nutty, hence the word fanatic, right? So we're all a little bit off the charts. So, um, and and I would venture to say that the celebrities are quite used to that. And But there are those fans that go, I can't even describe what it is, but they just don't quite know those boundaries mm-hmm. sure. and there are certain boundaries it doesn't mean you can't hug them it doesn't mean you can't but there are, there are certain boundaries and people they want to take and take and take and it's like what do we want from these celebrities we shouldn't want anything they've already given they've given their talent they've given their time that's what makes us fans of theirs they've already given us everything we could possibly want even to go back to that 12 year old mm-hmm. right that so what else could we possibly want from them I, I just think you walk in there and you think I want to be able to give something back to them mm-hmm. whether it's a story I can tell them mm-hmm. whether it's just the respect whether it's just a handshake I want to give back it's my turn to give back to them for everything they've given me for the last 50 years. Well, and I think, I think that's we, the end of the interview right there. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful. Thank you so much, Carolyn, for You're your time welcome. and for, gosh, your leadership and initiative with these um, events, because we are going to be the beneficiaries of your um, imagination and your talent of doing this. And we cannot wait. And we sincerely hope that um, some of our uh, listeners will join us. We would love for that to happen. Thank you. Great. Oh, this was so much fun. Yeah. This was Thank really you fun. So yeah. Thank yeah. you so yeah. much. You guys, Carolyn seems like our kind of people for sure. Don't you think? Agreed. Oh, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. I totally agree, Michelle. And I think she's the perfect example um, of somebody who, if you don't see something that you want, then just go create it yourself. Kind of like we did. You know, right. we just, there wasn't a podcast out there talking about all this fun stuff, but we made our dreams come true. And so did Carolyn. I found that last part that she talked about very profound. The part about why are you here? Is Mm -hmm. it to get something from them or is Mm -hmm. it to say thank you? I mean, that just turned everything on its ear for me. And it's going to make me enjoy the event that much more because I won't be tongue-tied. I won't be falling over myself. I won't be trying to impress anybody. I agree. to say thanks. And I agree. And I think after talking to Chris, listeners, we could call him Chris now, Uh, Chris, (laughs) Wesley, and Greg, that became... um, that became even more apparent that they love to go to these events to kind of say thank you to the fans, right, yeah. for supporting mm-hmm. them. But like what Carolyn was saying, and like you said, Kristen, how th- that that made you kind of rethink this, we're going to say thank you to them. So it's just kind of a mutual appreciation fest. And it took a lot of the... Um, 
maybe the kind of stigma of, oh, they're this celebrity out of the way after talking with them and realizing, mm-hmm. one, that they're just people too, but two, that they're there to say thank you to us. Not They're yeah. not there mm-hmm. to say, look at me, I'm that big star. You watched my floating penis. They're right. basically <laughs> there to say thank you for watching my floating penis. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. <laughs> I want to, you should have a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Oh, I will Chris, pay if you you're listening $500. to dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and Chris Tuffer, if you're listening to this, we, you know, we had such we had we had a good time um, with that with him. Like, oh, that sounds weird. He's we a had good a good sport. time with his floating oh. with him. No, that's not what I mean, everyone. Settle down. He is a really good sport, let's just say, yes. about mm-hmm. all of that. So if he's listening to this, I'm sure he's laughing um, because it he's was He's definitely laughing with he's, us. He's yeah. a really good sport. Suffice it to say, this was a week like no other for the PCPS, getting to talk with some of the people who populated our childhoods. And at the end of the day, the beautiful thing is that you see that people are people, no matter how many slee stacks they ran away from. <laughs> This is the gift of meeting people at this age, I think. You know, meeting Mm -hmm. people now that we're old crones, which I say with pride. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And on March 12th, we look forward to doing exactly what Carolyn Peterson said, to give back to the people who joined us in our living rooms via our Magnavox television sets. Yeah, and once again, we would love for you to join us at the Night of Dreams Teen Idol Dinner Party. You can find the link to register right here in these show notes or via the Linktree link in our Instagram bio. And you guys, we have a really great discount code for you. You can find that in our weekly reader or just shoot us an email at hello at poppreservationists.com or just um, send us a DM on social media and we'll get that code to you. In this week's Weekly Reader, we're excited to bring you some screenshots of our interview with Greg Evigan so you can see how nicely he has aged. And like Michelle said, we'll also include everything that you need to know to register for this big event on March 12th. And if you're not familiar with our email newsletter, it comes to your inbox every Friday, chock full of extras from our episodes. And you can sign up for it by going to our website at poppreservationists.com or on our link tree on Instagram. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast where you listen and click the stars and leave a review. It is tremendously, tremendously helpful to us. So thank you. And as always, we're giving a supersized thank you to our supporters on Patreon, who honestly say it all the time, but it's true. Keep this whole thing trucking. Today, we are giving a high five to Cheryl, Julie, Allison, Susie, Lydia, Mel, Leslie, Karen, Amy, Donna, Melissa, and Heather. Wow. Thanks, you guys, so much. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. In the meantime, let's raise our glasses for a toast, courtesy of the cast of Three's Company. To good times. To happy days. To Little House on the Prairie. Cheers. Cheers. The information, opinions, and comments expressed on the Pop Culture Preservation Society podcast belong solely to Carolyn, the Crushologist, and Hello Newman, and are in no way representative of our employers or affiliates. And though we truly believe we are always right, there is always a first time. The PCPS is written, produced, and recorded in Minneapolis, Minnesota, home of the fictional WJM Studios and our beloved Mary Richards. Nanu Nanu, keep on trucking, and may the force be with you. Love it, it will keep moving on.